0: I want to read the verses that we read a few moments ago and I want to read them again for you. You can follow along. I'll read them and you can follow along in the copy that I've provided for you. It's taken from Revelation chapter 21 and I broke it down into several sections and just follow along as uh, they flow through the copy that I've provided for you. The first section is Revelation 21 Verses 1-8. through eight. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now I'll read verses 22 to 27 from the same chapter, 21 of Revelation. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now from Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. In verses 12-15 to 15, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the First and the Last, the Beginning and the End. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood we await that day it will come unannounced at a time when we do not expect it and anticipate it the culmination of God's mission, God's plan which he began when he created it all when he created the heavens and the earth, when he created the trees and the plants and the animals, and when he created man and woman, he had a plan. He had a purpose for it. His purpose was to reside upon his creation with his presence, with his creatures, with that which he created, causing the earth to become a temple his residence, his dwelling place on earth with mankind. Adam and Eve sinned. After they sinned, God made a promise to them. He didn't say, now that you have sinned, I will scrap my plan and forget it. No, I will still fulfill my plan. And he gave to them a promise. Stating that he would provide a champion, a seed of the woman who would come and crush the head of the serpent. And thus God announced his plan to redeem all that which became accursed because of Adam and Eve's sin. The verses that we just read from Revelation 21 and 22 describes the end of it, the culmination of it, the completion, the consummation of the plan which God first announced to Adam and Eve after they had sinned in the garden in Eden. Very interesting description. Did you notice in there what will not be there? I'll go back through. It's a long list of the things that will not be in that new city, that new final creation that comes down out of heaven. I want you to notice some of the things that will not be there that we take for granted and experience every day. For example... It says that you'll wipe away every tear. No tears. We have tears. No tears there. Death shall be no more. No mourning or crying. No sorrow. The former things have passed away. Those things will all be gone. In that new city. I want you to also notice what else will not be there. The cowardly. The faithless. The immoral. Murderers. These kinds of acts fill our newspapers and our news reports on radio and television and over the internet. Constantly Daily None of those people Will be there Sorcerers Idolaters And here's one that might surprise you Liars Did you ever tell a lie? Oh, you don't have to answer that I know you did And have So have I Is it a pattern of life? That's what I'm talking about here. Those whose life's pattern includes constant lying. They won't be there. Won't be there. Also notice there won't be any sun. We can't live without the sun. We need the sun. The sun provides life, it provides rays that cause things to grow so we can eat and have strength and health of life and body. In that city, no sun or moon. No sun or moon. No sea. Now that's an interesting one. No sea. We have great, huge oceans. The Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, the Mediterranean Sea, and on the list goes huge, vast amounts of water. No sea there. No sea. Later in the passage as I read it God reinforced again And stated again And describes those who will not Participate In the new heaven and the new earth And he describes them As dogs Kind of a crude description isn't it? Dogs That's what he calls them Dogs Murderers, sorcerers, idolaters. Lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. Sexually immoral, idolaters. All those who love and practice falsehood. They will not be there. That's a long list. Not only of the kinds of people who will not inhabit And inherit the new city. But the other kinds of physical things that we need for daily life will not exist in the new heavens and the new earth. In fact, the scriptures tell us this particular passage doesn't describe it here, but Peter wrote in his book that all of this will be consumed. It will be destroyed now i want us to contemplate what will be there what will be present in the new heavens and the new earth it also is a long list an interesting list it says god will be there god will be there and we'll see his face And the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? That's Jesus Christ. John the Baptist pointed him out and identified him as the Messiah, the one who came to fulfill all of the descriptions of the sacrifices that we read about in the Old Testament, which God provided for them in grace and in mercy that they could use to atone in part for their sins. The central animal of those sacrifices was a lamb without spot or blemish and John pointed to him and said there's the lamb there's the lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world the lamb will be there the Lord Jesus the holy one of God the son of the living God the savior of sinners he will be there we read there will be those there who drank of the water of life have you drunk of the water of life have you taken part of what God has provided for people like you and like me and Jesus his son Jesus himself said the father sent me He sent me to become a living sacrifice and to die on the cross and to pay the penalty in dying on the cross, paying the penalty for people like you and like me so that everyone who believes on Him will have eternal life. That's drinking of the water of life. Have you drunk? Have you partaken for yourself, Jesus Christ, the Savior? And trusted Him exclusively? Not trusting yourself? Not trusting your good works? Not trusting your lifelong history of faithfulness to the church? Oh, that will do you no good there. Only those who have drunk of the water of life will be there. He describes it as those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Notice that there will be people there from every nation. Now, if you remember your Bible stories, and we covered this a few months ago, a time occurred in history at the time of what is called the Tower of Babel when God came down and dispersed all of the peoples into varieties of nations and scattered them throughout the earth and God's intent and design when he commanded Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply and replenish the earth they should have obeyed God and taken his Presence throughout all the earth But they failed They disobeyed And God promised to Abraham As part of the revelation of his plan of redemption That through Abraham's family He would become a blessing To all of the nations of the earth Once again As God designed it people from every tongue, tribe, and nation will join together in that new city that comes down out of heaven. The dwelling place of those who have drunk of the water of life and reside with the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Father Creator God. Notice what else will be in the center of the city. This river. A river flowing out from the throne. The river of life. And on either side of the river, trees. The trees of life they're called. Does that bring back a memory to you? What trees did God put in the garden in Eden in the very center of it? One tree which He commanded them not to eat. Do you remember the name of the other tree? The tree of life. In that city the trees of life will line The street that goes down the middle of the city on either side of the river that goes down through the middle of the city. And the inhabitants of that city will eat the fruit of that tree that will give its fruit every month, every month, every month, every month, every month, month. throughout all eternity. And the inhabitants and the inheritors of that new city will enjoy that fruit and its life giving sustenance. The leaves of the tree will heal the nations. What a grand description! of the city that awaits the consummation and completion of God's eternal plan he says in Revelation 22 starting in verse number 12 he said I come and I bring my recompense with me to repay Everyone for what they have done. Oh, somber words. Because at the tail end of a passage earlier that we read, verse number eight, it describes the destiny of those who have rejected Christ. It describes it as a lake. That burns with fire and sulfur. Their second death. They will die again. And that death, that eternal separation from God, will last forever. No second chance, no third chance, no fourth chance, no fifth chance. It's done. I come, he says, and I bring my judgment. You and I will face judgment. We will stand before the judgment throne of God and of his appointed judge, Jesus Christ, the one whom you have either accepted or rejected. Oh, what a day to stand before the judge whom you have rejected. He will not grant you entrance into the new city. He will cast you into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Oh, but if you have drunk of the river of life, if you have tasted that water and you have trusted Christ and you have come to Him as He has invited you to come to Him and invited you to come and to ask and to trust Him, And to believe him to you on that day, he will enter in. He will say, enter in to the joy. There's a verse I didn't include here that I should have included. And it follows this last passage. It says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let everyone who is athirst come. And let everyone who will drink of the water of life freely. It's without cost. We read earlier that water of life is without cost. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't last long enough. You can't do enough good things to deserve it. It's without payment. Whosoever is thirsty, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. Not only is it free, but it's abundant. It's full. Have you drunk? Have you come to Christ? Have you trusted Him? If you have not, I implore you today, trust Him. Turn from self-confidence. Turn from reliance upon your own goodness. It's not good enough. Trust instead upon the one whom the Father sent and who has paid the penalty on behalf of people like you and like me. And we have the assurance from the Lord Jesus himself who said, everyone who believes will have eternal life. He couldn't make it simpler. He couldn't make it easier. Trust him. Believe him. Trust Him for yourself. Lord Jesus, I take you for me, my Savior. And if you have trusted Him, then rejoice this morning and give thanks and praise for what awaits you a grand eternity in a new city. a new Jerusalem, without all of the sorrow and pain and discomfort that we experience in this life. In that life, we will live free from all of it. A grand eternity indeed. I pray today that if within the sound of my voice you have not yet taken of the water of life, that today you will take of the water of life. Trust Him today. You don't have to jump through a hoop. You don't have to give any money to the church. You don't have to do any special ceremony to get it. Simply call upon Him in faith and trust. And for those of you within the sound of my voice who have trusted, oh, give thanks for what awaits us. I will see you there because I have tasted. And those of you who have also tasted, I will join you there and we will celebrate together. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your great provision for us. In our helplessness, in our hopelessness, you provided a Savior, your very own Son, who came and took upon himself human flesh that he might fulfill your demands on behalf of people like us who cannot satisfy your demands. And He Himself made the promise and statement that You sent Him to become a sacrifice for us. That everyone who believes and trusts Him will inherit eternal life. And I pray for those within the sound of my voice today who have not yet trusted Christ, that today by Your Holy Spirit You will bring them to faith and trust in Jesus the only Savior of sinners. And for those of us who have trusted, thank you for the promise that awaits us of eternal joy and pleasure with you in that new city that will come down of heaven when you bring your plan of redemption to conclusion. Thank you, Father, for what you have done and what you are doing and will do in our lives. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen.